0: It's time. But it doesn't make any sense. Discovery Houston Press to ATO.
1: what's up party people
0: <laughs> hello everyone how are you all doing today including quinn how's it going
1: great my love thanks so much how about yourself it's
0: going well i'm excited for this topic it has to do with the third door which Does. we're all about the third door we talked about this book it's a really great book highly recommend it you can find it at your local library if you want to own it go get it on amazon and it's basically the story of an individual who was always trying to figure a way of getting in with the in-group. So whether it's trying to find the opportunity to speak to the right people or trying to find a way into the VIP of a concert. And he's saying that you don't go through the front door where everyone's waiting in line. You don't go through the second door. uh, That's exclusive for those who already made it. You're going to go have to find your own third door. And that's not easy, but you got to get in because if you get in, There's a lot of opportunities to be found.
1: Yeah. Honestly, in the end, it doesn't matter how you got in. All that matters is that you got in. Right. Right. And so it's a really interesting book. Highly recommend it. And it's fun because it was actually, you know, a book that was written. It was a a guy, a kid in in college was just trying to figure out how people were successful and started realizing there are a lot of different ways that someone could do this in general. Right. Like there are a lot of different paths and different ways that people got creative in order to get to where they wanted to go. So you know, just just to kind of open your eyes, and um, I think this story is gonna be really fun and interesting because this is one example, one experience of ours, where Mm -hmm. we definitely found the third door. And this was before we read this book. So (laughs) it's fun to kind of reflect on what experiences where we kind of like intuitively were looking for the third door and it worked out really well. And this is certainly one of them.
0: Yeah, I think that the book was primarily focused on the third door for helping grow your business or right. networking. And I think that's what we primarily utilize that mentality for. But this story a little bit more fun. It's more referring to us seeing an amazing opportunity for an event, an experience that just sounded incredible. And we were like, we got to figure out how to get in to the VIP. Yeah. And we were pretty dedicated to it. We got very creative with it as well.
1: Can't even believe it. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, so here we're gonna set the stage. This is a this is a throwback story, but this is a fun story. So if you're into music festivals and all that stuff, you'll love this. And even if you're not, I think you're just gonna appreciate how adventurous and random and cool this um, story <laughs> ended up becoming. So yeah. we were this is a this is the time when we were living in San Juan del Sur, Nicaragua. Yep, we were living in a beach town. It's just for those of you who have never been to San Juan del Sur, it is just you know it's south of it's south in Nicaragua on the coast. On Pacific coast, right right near the border of Costa Rica.
0: Yeah. So a lot of expats are there, a lot of tourists and it's a beautiful place. Highly recommend it. Can't wait to go back.
1: Honestly, cannot wait to go back. A lot of our friends are still living there actually still to this day. So, so anyways, we're living there, right? And we were doing our blog. We Mm -hmm. are every day, every day we're doing a blog. We're actually kind of like you know, really gaining momentum in terms of um, life out of the box. Our website, yep, getting I'm a lot of followers, getting lots of following. I, I don't think we've launched the products yet. Is that hmm. correct? Or I'm not how sure. we? If we did, actually, it was
0: at the very, very early phase. Yeah,
1: of it. We're, really good point. Yeah. So if if I, and I think it was, it was very early days. Of life yeah. out of the box just launched products, just moved back from Masaya, Nicaragua. Yeah. Um, launched the store and came back to San Juan del Sur, and. You know, we were really getting in connected with a lot of not just, you know, expats in the area and then not just in Nicaragua, all over Central America, but also the locals, too. Yep. Um, And really kind of we, we knew exactly who our target market was. We knew it was like travelers or people who were really engaging and wanting to like see the world and travel and, you know, all that stuff. And we heard, I'm actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I can't really remember exactly how we found out about this. Mm. But we were definitely, it, it had a lot to do with us being plugged into the right people at the right time, right? And knowing yeah. what was going on. We heard that, I think it was like just before Semana Santa, which is a big week Yeah. Um, in Nicaragua. It's basically like Easter week, but it's, you know, one of the biggest celebrations where everyone from the cities and the inland all go to the coast and just like celebrate with friends and family for a whole week. It's a really big celebration, beautiful experience and deal but prior to that there was going to be an exclusive private steve aoki concert
0: on a private beach
1: on a private beach just like maybe the 10 miles south from where we were
0: yeah we just heard rumors that there that he was coming here which was so weird because first off nicaragua you don't have any big name artists come through and steve aoki at the time was really big globally recognized And then to imagine him coming to our little tiny village of San Juan del Sur to host a concert was almost unimaginable. And so the rumors, when they were going around, I remember thinking, I'm not sure if these are true. This is like one of those situations where if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Right. But then, it wasn't that long after, they were advertising for it on like a few trucks and making announcements. And we're like, holy crap, this is actually going down. And we got to go to this. This yeah. has got to be like the best event that's ever came to San Juan del Sur, Nicaragua.
1: 100%. So if, for those of you who don't know who we're talking about, Steve Aoki is a really big, big deal on the international stage in terms of DJs and music producers. Right. He creates, it's more electronic music, but he certainly has done a, quite a few things that have gone mainstream big time. Mm-hmm. I don't know what his award rap sheet really is, but he's, you know, if you're into electronic music you know who the heck steve aoki is and he really yeah. takes his he's one of those people who has this work ethic that is just like go 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 obviously prior to the pandemic he was like he actually was touring in a new country like every other week it which was crazy. crazy
0: sometimes you would do multiple countries in the same day
1: it's so just crazy think
0: about how complicated the logistics is for that
1: Exactly. Exactly. And so we were, when we heard that he might be coming and we, we actually had been listening to a lot of his music even prior to that. So we were just like, okay, we got to make this happen. But when we looked in, into like how much the price of tickets were, you know, for us, we were still bootstrapping at the time. We were just early days of our business. And we're, you know, we have been doing a lot of experience, experiments up to this point of just in terms of Well, look, like John was doing his master's degree that cost us a lot of money. We were doing like... We had loans on it. We had loans on that, right? We also were trying to bootstrap a brand new social venture business, which was not easy by any means. No. And then we also, you know, we were doing experiments like trying to live off of $2 a day for a week. And that was like really hard. So there was a lot of things that were going on where we we were just like, you know what... One thing that we do have, if we don't really want to spend our money on this experience, right? Mm Because the tickets were, I mean, they weren't out of anyone's real price range, but we just, that wasn't where our minds were at. We were
0: thinking third door.
1: Exactly. We were thinking third door. And so we thought, well, you know what? One thing that we actually have acquired is quite a bit of following online. Mm -hmm. And how many people are actually like, you know, kind of like, smaller travel bloggers who will actually apply to be media at this event do you yeah. think that they have a media application for this event and one of the one of the reasons why we even ask that question is because both john and i have been heavily involved in live events and we know that most of these live events are hugely um you know they, they want to bring in media right? right and they'll basically give media you know if they have enough cred or whatever the criteria is they'll give them a free ticket. No problem, because they want them to cover it and they want them to spread the word even before or after it, you know? So we thought, well, let's go look. And they did. And we clicked on it and we applied.
0: Well, it wasn't that easy. You make it sound like it was like something like that just made sense automatically. That's very true. First off, we didn't actually think of our blog at all as a form of media. It was like just building it up to help us make sales when we launch our business of selling handmade products. It wasn't thought of as like, we, we could actually be considered press. We, I never felt that way, never. even though we were posting every single day. And so it did take us quite a bit of time to figure like this actually could work exactly the way that we would like it to for this specific event. And it seems like a fair deal where we do a, a blog post. We'll tell them how many followers we have and we'll check it out. And so then we had to like find them online and wasn't like the most easy thing to get in contact with them But once we found them and got into the direct messaging situation, then it was like, Hey, we'd really like to share uh, information about this amazing event with our followers. We think that they're exactly your target market. Would you be interested in setting that up? So then they did accept it kind of hesitantly. Like there wasn't a lot of like enthusiasm about like accepting us. They just need a lot of information. But this was also Nicaragua. This isn't like super organized as if it's a concert in the United States of America. So we didn't have any confirmation in full, but we didn't take screenshots and take pictures of the emails. And we were like, okay, shooting for the stars. If they let us in, we get the pass. We're in. We're clear. If they don't, worse comes worse. I got enough money that we can pay for our ticket to go in. But let's swing for this one and hopefully it'll work out. So we told them we're, we're ready to go we'll be there and we hopped on a bus and it was actually kind of far away from San Juan del Sur down these like dirt roads and it was like an old school bus that picked us up over by like the uh, what is it called the um, the bull running area yeah like, what is it called rodeo yeah right by the rodeo station Hopped on the bus a bunch of young mostly local Nicaraguans getting really excited for this concert. And we're just going down this windy road. And all of a sudden, we're just in like a dirt parking lot surrounded by trees, no beach at all. And we're like, we got to figure out who's the person that we need to talk to and try to convince them to hand us some media passes. Because technically, at this point, we have no ticket at all. Do you remember that a little bit? Oh, yeah,
1: I do. And people were asking us like, oh, what kind of ticket do you have? And we're like, uh, media pass. We have no idea. Where do we go get the media passes? We had <laughs> no idea. It was like we've never obviously been to this event because it's a one-time event at a private beach that's never actually happened before. You know, we were just two, I mean, seemingly gringos who had a blog and were, you know, definitely reaching an audience that was appealing to, you know... It, it, it was definitely cross Like I mean the people who Bought our bracelets Definitely would love to go At a private beach Stevie Yoki concert right So it kind of makes sense To share that experience And it's about yeah, life out It the made box. sense
0: to us Yeah We can agree on that
1: Well at least to us Yeah and, and obviously it Made a, enough sense to them as well So
0: It I made play. enough sense Once we found them And we told them Like we pitched it pretty hard Do yeah. you remember the lady And we were like Is this I think we just like Looked at the message And we were like We're looking for someone Named this And we're trying to find Our media pass Finally, we find the right person. It wasn't the exact person we were looking for. It was someone else who knew that person's name. And they said, oh, yeah, here, we'll get you something. And we were just, like, holding our breath, like, are we actually going to get these passes? And I remember that they handed us passes, and they were, like, substantially different from the passes that everyone else had. And we were like, oh, my God, I think we got it. I think we're good to go. Yeah, We were so stoked, I remember. And that was just that was kind of just like the first entry door to get to the third door.
1: Yeah, so we obviously didn't know what the passes were. It was kind of like, it wasn't very clear online as to what passes would get you what. I mean, besides just like here, general admission or, you know, VIP access, I guess. And I don't even think you could buy VIP access. I, I'm not really sure how that even worked out. It was, very, we were just it was like,
0: complicated and it wasn't fully organized because it was a once-in-a-lifetime thing.
1: It was. It was just kind of one of those things where, hey, let's do this to you. I mean, this is a once, in, like you said, once in a lifetime opportunity. So, um, yeah, I mean, we had never been to this beach. Most people, I would assume, who went there had never been to this beach either. And so, it was actually really fun. I mean, John and I just kind of like, were, it was pretty empty when we first got there. We yeah, were on great. one of the, we were on one of the first buses over there. So, yeah.
0: so maybe that's our first piece of advice. If you're trying to go to the third door, it's better to be early than to be late.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, cause you kind of get to like scope the optics, right? Of Just yeah. like, what is going on? What is that stage over there? What is this section over here? What do you need to get over into? Th- like, right. I just don't know. We didn't, plus, we had no idea.
0: Plus if you show up late and you're looking for someone and they're like really busy, let's say Steve Aoki's there and he's asking for assistance with getting this set up. you're the last thing on their to-do list. And so you might just be stuck outside. So the key that I believe is start early on figuring out the plan to get through the third door.
1: I love that. I think it's so true because, I mean, if uh, luck has a lot to do with timing, you might as well try to get time on your side and get there early, right? So I I really think that. And that was so fun. We actually got to enjoy it. We were just like, once we got the tickets, it was like, like exhale of relief of like, okay, well now we could just enjoy it. We have no expectations whatsoever. We're just going to document this. We're going to record video. We're going to do all the things that we can do. And actually what's funny is that if you look through our videos, like Life Out of the Box, I think part two and three and a lot of other ones where we have, you know, like a montage of different ways you could live out your life out of the box. um, A lot of the clips come from that, Moment, concert, that, yeah. yeah, that private concert where we're like dancing on the sand and like just spinning around or we're actually like in a huge crowd. It was one of the biggest crowds I've ever been in in yeah. Nicaragua or Central America. In the world. Yeah. It was
0: crazy. It was it was an amazing event. And so it was nice. We were there early just exploring. We I do I do want to say that we kept our promise. So when we agreed that we would um, post on our blog we fulfilled that promise in full with all the backlinks and everything. So that's another piece of advice. Don't break a promise. Be a good person and fulfill what you promise from the beginning. Because sometimes the third door, it does require a little bit of work, a little mm-hmm. bit of extra work. And I think it's a, you, maybe you could probably get away with not having to do it, but that's not right.
1: No, I completely agree with you, my love. I, I really think that the thing that you always have to do, if you are privileged enough to luck out, Right is don't ever break your promise. I mean, your right. reputation is something that you is the most difficult thing to get back. Yeah. Right,
0: and if you if you lose your reputation, that might prevent you from getting in the third door next time.
1: Yeah, and just I mean, it's just so simple. Like all you have to do is is do what you said you would do. Right. Yeah. So it's don't really, overpromise. Yeah, don't overpromise. <laughs> like just like yeah, I would say I wouldn't say underpromise, but you, you definitely want to at least meet the expectations exactly. or exceed them. And so set yourself up in order to be able to do that. Right. right? You know. And so I, I I really think that that was. It was it was such an an interesting experience because we really went into it kind of just hoping that it would work out but of course if it did work out we were going to do everything we could to make it you know ex- i mean just maximize the opportunity right so at that mm-hmm. moment it was like the sun was set. there was so many actually really cool local djs and that was one thing that we didn't really expect was we were like oh okay cool we're gonna be here for steve aoki but we were there early and we had the great opportunity to actually listen to, um, like Latin American DJs that we had never heard of that were so good. Yeah, And it was so fun. Like it, because there was no one there no one was there to see them. We could actually <laughs> just like very intimate. It was so intimate. We were just standing there on the sand watching them. Like they were right there. And yeah. it was like, you know, this is actually even more special than maybe Steve Aoki. You know, oh, I had that, never experienced yeah. this before, yeah. you know, where it was, they were, really good mm-hmm. there's some of them it was like dude we're definitely gonna hear How them out at-
0: find them on the online yeah or, they were so good
1: i thought maybe for sure we would i'm sure that we actually did end up listening to them on like miami ultra or something like that definitely. eventually because i just feel like anyone who kind of gets in you know in a way even at a small concert it was just really fun to watch that you know two young entrepreneurs themselves seeing other entrepreneurial musicians and artists trying mm-hmm. to get their you know, time yeah. to really try to launch their own, you know, thing, their own, their, yeah, career. get their
0: name out there. It was yeah. motivating to say the least, it really
1: was. So, but pretty quickly, we started kind of like. L- assessing the lay of the land i mean it was pretty (laughs) we were kind of like spies we were we were like okay well where where does the media pass actually get us right because we had no idea there was no details online at all as to what the media pass credential gave us and they'd said oh well it's just like general it's like normal access and i was like okay cool no big deal but but our
0: passes did not look like normal access they
1: did not so we started walking around and i mean the beach was so beautiful i mean it was still like beautiful sun we were gonna watch the sunset we ended up watching the sunset on the beach everyone did and the music was just playing like blaring loud and the lights were all everywhere and there were like beer stations snack stations like (laughs) just like all the but you knew that the crowd was about to get big you started kind of feeling like okay more and more people are coming in the buses are all coming in steve
0: aoki hasn't even arrived yet not at all and so we were getting the vibe like it's getting down it's getting it's going about to go down sun setting it's getting dark and it was we were seeing some of the prompts that were coming out. Like I remember seeing an inflated raft being put in the back and I also remember seeing some massive cakes. And Stevie is known for throwing huge cakes into the audience and then the, the, the fans are like, Yeah, you just put cake all over my face and it's like it's actually so weird <laughs> it sounds so weird when you but, say it out loud but, but like that's super, his thing yeah it's super funny and it's like great i i don't want to get cake on me but i'm very supportive of those who who are excited to get cake thrown yeah at them.
1: that's his that's his like signature move it's pretty yeah. funny actually well i mean if you think about it like look you're not singing you are basically mixing your yeah. own beats that you've produced and made right right and you know what the show is going to do so you know there's going to be some in between times and so I think it's actually pretty genius as an artist to be like, well, what signature thing would I do to like interact with the audience in these like weird, like times where I could make it entertaining, make it entertaining. You have like girls sitting on people's shoulders and stuff like that. Like asking to like, give me me. the cake or, or where people like go like, you know, um, like surfing in the crowd. But like he has, that's why he has a raft. So he rafts (laughs) in the the waves of the, you know, crowd surf. So I just, yeah, it's pretty funny, but we were like, okay, something, okay, obviously things are going to happen, but there was a distinct VIP area yeah, where we just we scoped it out. We just looked. We were like, "What is this? I don't really understand. What would the pass be to get up here? I yeah. have no idea."
0: And there was some big security all around it, but we were like, "I think that's the exact spot." So we kind of—I don't—I don't, I don't want to sound like a predator, but we were definitely like walking around it, really getting a good vibe, seeing who was in there, trying to figure out what passes they had, see which bouncers were more uh comfortable with letting people in quickly and which ones were a little bit hesitant to ensure that they're checking every single id and all that and we felt like we got our entry point and this is the route for us because we got to go to vip why would we who cares about being in the front when you could be in the vip it looks like a great place to be
1: yeah well as it was getting as the main area was getting more and more crowded we were like we don't want to get pushed up to the state we don't even yeah. want like that's not what we, it, wouldn't it be nice to just like be in an area where people aren't constantly pushing you you don't feel like you can breathe because there's so many people around you wouldn't <laughs> it be nice to just like be in a place where you're just enjoying the music we're like, that would be the best place right there because it had like <laughs> a little, uh, you know, it had like a couple of stairs. It, it had like, like a whole deck. stage. It had a it little deck. Nice. It wasn't higher than where Steve Aoki was or where the main stage was, but it was higher up than where just the sand was. Mm-hmm. So it immediately put you in an area where even if there were people in front of you, you would be able to see over them, no problem. And you didn't feel like you were being crowded. And there weren't very many people in there. So, mm-hmm. you know, we had to make our move.
0: We had to make our move. And we knew if we get in... We got to stay in. I think that's another good piece of advice yes. for the third door is when you get in, don't leave because it might be really, really hard to get back in again. So we knew if we got in, this is our home for the night. And I remember scoping it out, scoping it out. And then all of a sudden, bouncer looks right, bouncer looks left, and a bunch of people just kind of like go in and they are like a big group of VIPs and we kind of just like squeeze in with them. And we have similar passes and we just kind of quickly look... And I have to be honest, too. It does help that my wife is a gringa, and she (laughs) definitely is a a beautiful gringa. And the bouncer, you know, she looks quite different from the majority of people at this concert. I'm with her. I'm with her. Boom. We're in. And I'm just like, fire, super score. All right, blend in, blend in, blend in. That's the immediate next move. It's like go in a group make it seem like you're supposed to be there Mm -hmm. because if they get any vibe of uh did you check their passes i think we even like put our passes like in our pocket immediately like i don't want people to be questioning anything yeah and we immediately just became friends with as many people as we possibly could
1: we did well and i think look we're really we're both really observant people and it's not to like any weird degree other than just like we are very observant and so when we're looking around at the groups and no one has anything around their neck. Okay. Well, like there's a tip number one, mm-hmm. put it away. Right. And no one else is showing off their badge. That's not the thing that they do. And that's actually pretty, pretty common. And uh, I mean, I think one of the things that, that did get us in there was the fact that our badge did look different from general admission. It definitely, but did. as soon as we were in, we were like, no one needs to know we're yeah. good. And then it was like, okay, well, for, i would also say one of the tips is like don't be too drunk like whatever <laughs> situation like this is the situation we're talking about is like music festival concert everyone's having a good time or whatever but if you're in th- if you're wanting to get into the third door like handle your alcohol okay yeah. like you really need to be respectful about it to everyone you got to be smooth you gotta just you know enjoy the experience if you really want to do this like don't be a fool okay yeah. don't act a fool be normal be blend as- in well yeah just Yeah, don't make yourself the center of attention either, right? I mean, some I think in movies people really think like, oh, if you make yourself the center of attention, everyone's gonna love you. It's no big deal.
0: Then I'll get in the VIP. Yeah, right.
1: Well, maybe. (laughs) I mean, that's one one strategy. But we just kind of we made friends really quickly. I mean, we spoke Spanish. That was that was helpful. But then also, oddly enough, in the VIP area, a lot of people spoke. Fluent Spanish and English, which was right. very rare actually in Nicaragua. It so immediately we group. we kind of knew who we were around, right?
0: Yeah, and so we went right to the front of the VIP where we were like right there with the stage, and I was like, "This is our spot. We're not leaving this location and we at all." Like, I hope you went to the bathroom because we are not moving one bit, and we literally just stayed there. And all of a sudden, we recognize this VIP is like so superior to the main area because in Nicaragua the cost of of like prime liquor like gray goose or even the cost of a Red Bull is obscene for the locals. It's like significantly more than anything in the United States. It's such a luxury item. Now if you're drinking local Nicaraguan beverages, it's like extremely cheap. But for gray goose and vodka or sorry, gray goose, vodka and red bull, extremely expensive. And we're seeing those types of beverages all around us for free and we're just like holy crap this is like really really expensive to be in here so we were like okay just stay put and right there the bouncer ended up coming right next to us the whole entire time but because he kind of knew that we weren't moving and we were stuck there and we were blending in we were good a contribution to the VIP group. Yeah, That's we, what I'd say.
1: I agree. I mean, we just ended up talking to people. We weren't there to like really get anything out of anyone. We just wanted a good spot, you know, to just watch and just enjoy and have, you know, like fun people around us. And, mm-hmm. and we really just we ended up talking with them and really becoming friends with these people. I mean, they were really nice and super fun. It ended up being like, I'm not joking, one of the best music experience I've ever had. Yeah. Main, not necessarily just due to like it being Steve Aoki and a really great production and everything. And the fact that it was on a private beach in Nicaragua, like who else has that experience? But I, I think mostly it was because of the people who we actually ended up meeting in the VIP. They were so nice, so gracious. And I mean, it was actually, you know, the bouncers were really nice too. Everyone was very kind. I mean, if you treat each other with respect, mm-hmm. right, I think that's, it, it, all of this comes down to trust, right? Yeah. If you're here and someone knows that you're not supposed to be here, but you're like really being a nice person and like engaging with the people around you and making everyone's experiences that much better, mm-hmm. or, genuinely, like no one's going to get you, t- make you to go away, you yeah. know? I mean, it's really, it's about like the people. And so it's not just about blending in, but it's also about like, Really genuinely caring about the people, your experience in theirs and just making sure everyone's all good.
0: Yeah, ideally you're contributing to it in a positive way. Exactly, And that sometimes is not the easiest thing to do. But if you could just in any way make people smile, sometimes that's enough. And so we were super blessed to be there and I'm forever grateful from it. I've learned a lot of lessons from that experience. And we even used the third door to get home, which was a crazy experience because... Most people were waiting for a huge bus to go back and forth and back and forth. This was, in all honesty, it was quite unorganized. Yeah. And for us to be able to get home, it was like, hey, pickup truck person, will you please let us just jump on. And we were just jumping on, holding on for dear life as we were going super fast through the dirt roads of Nicaragua. And I'm forever grateful that we honestly had one of the most memorable nights of our life in Nicaragua or any time. But definitely in Nicaragua, that might have been the most memorable night of our whole. Entire that was
1: life. that was definitely one of the top, uh, at least the top three. Yeah. If I, not the top. I mean, because honestly, and John's like very much summarizing the experience of the night getting back. No one was able to get back. No one knew how the heck they were getting yeah. back. Buses weren't coming like they, they said that they were. Like people were just started walking and we're literally in the middle of like, okay, we had been living in Nicaragua for long enough to know that you do not walk in rural dirt road street areas mm-hmm. at night in Nicaragua, let alone the beach. Yeah. You don't do that. That's yeah. where things go wrong. That's when things, bad things happen. But there were like droves of people just walking on this along yeah. this dirt road, and it was miles and miles away. We weren't going to get there so until far. like until like sunrise. Honestly, if we had just yeah. walked, it would have been it would have been hours. Yeah. So yeah, us getting on the back of a truck and <laughs> that truck driver not knowing whether it yeah, it's crazy the risk that we took, though. but it worked. And I thought I was going to lose my life. I just we held on to John. Kids. We were wild, but you know what? I guess that's kind of what comes when you're um, you know living on the edge you know, in your, in your twenties yeah. and living. Well, I mean, we had, look, we were around a bunch of people who were basically our same age, who were yeah. both, all, they, everyone was just trying to get back to San Juan del Sur yeah. to get into their hostel. And they were from Canada, from Australia, from like all over the globe, German, yep. Germany. Like it was, it was a really amazing crazy experience yeah. and it's one of those things where like yeah i mean when we have grandkids it's like that's the story i'm definitely gonna tell them like right. you're not even gonna believe that this is what I, my life used to be
0: sometimes the most memorable events are not the most comfortable and sometimes they're the most uncomfortable but if you get through them there's still a very memorable event that will be a story for the grandkids.
1: Agreed. Good. Good. Well said, babe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't think we're as crazy as we were back then. No, we've, we've,
1: we've definitely, well, I mean, I, I think, definitely
0: am thrown into the third door all time. Like well, I'm you, aiming for it.
1: Yeah. I think that the third door thing is not something that's age contingent. You yeah. know, I feel like that's something that it's not even like money contingent. It's like, are How creative are you really? Yeah, you know, are yeah. you, you're not just trying to get in just to get into like some weird vip club that's not like what we're trying to do we just knew that that steve aoki concert on a private beach in nicaragua where we first moved to just change our lives and start life out of the box in general that was going to be a moment in time that we never would forget and it's not like we do that very often but thought it would be fun to share that story with you all so um, thanks for tuning in hope that it inspires you all to kind of think creatively of how you can access what you want via the third door and Mm -hmm. we look forward to speaking with you all tomorrow we'll talk to you then Bye. bye